Welcome to the Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things podcast. These conversations are with people who are working on something interesting or have accomplished great things. We talk about their mission, their passion, and their purpose. And the whole idea behind this podcast is to deconstruct the habits that led them to do what they do and learn from their experience so we can give you a direct insight and actionable steps to pursue your own passion and follow your own interests. Today's podcast is with Kim Vlach, the founder of Bergenmacher. Bergenmacher is an organization development company whose mission is to create a more motivating environment where team members feel comfortable contributing their creative ideas. In today's conversation, Kim walks us through what it takes for companies to adapt and become more innovative. She shares with us her process and ideas from recruiting to empowering to creating space from the hustle and bustle of entrepreneur's life to become more creative from an individual level. I met Kim in a networking event and I found her very engaging. I became also very highly interested in the topic when I realized that there are no curriculums or academic academics that teaches people how to become more creative. Yet, this is one of the most important skills that gives a competitive edge to companies and thought leaders. Find out more about the topic and enjoy our conversation. Thank you for making time for us to meet. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm very excited for discussing the topic with you. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. Resuming where we left it and maybe digging deeper, I guess, by the, by, since, since we talked about it in the first time, there was a lot of maturity in the thoughts and uh, personal reflection on the, on the topic, right? from your side and from my side as well yeah maybe you can uh, state again like maybe mm. change the question about last time we yeah. we digged into um like if you can train a visionary skill uh, yeah. i think the thoughts have evolved from there so so i'm excited what question you brought for today I mean, the same one, but maybe we can dive into it and see all the angles of it and dimensions of that. And uh, maybe from an organizational perspective, from an individual perspective and see where we can come out with. And I'm sure uh, with the two of us in this conversation, we'll bring value to the person who's going to see or listen to this uh, recording. But before, would you mind please introducing yourself, what you do, who you are, where you're from? Sure. So, so my name is Kim Vlach. I co-founded a company called Berg und Macher, and we are an organizational development company um, trying to find ways to being a more adaptive and agile organization. So we work with clients on that. But it's all around the purpose of making work more motivating and, um, yeah, well, that everybody can contribute more. And that's I think the uh, well the the lever for being an innovative company and also being able to bring out new stuff and do visionary stuff. So um, that's I think where we stand now. Um, I come from a background um, having studied communication science. I'm very much interested in topics of psychology and also company culture. So this is um, where my heart beats and also my heart beats for the mountains. So I love being in the mountains. Um, and I think I will bring in that uh, passion um, um, also today because I think it helps a lot. It supports a lot the topic of being a visionary. and that's where we stand. So I also, as an entrepreneur, I can give in the perspective, not also from a, not only from a consultancy view, like working with companies, but also like it's a challenge for me myself being an entrepreneur and also building up a team and an organization. Um, so I'm in the middle um, of, of that practice. Very nice, very nice. Okay, so if we want to pick on to what you said about companies and organizations that want to be more innovative, they consult with with you to become more innovative. Before diving into what is it that you can provide for them to become more progressive, innovative, and so on, what do you think makes them in the first place want to be, to be more innovative? Is it like a, a, a rather a an audit they do, or is it an analyze, or is it a problem and challenge based that they see the need of becoming more innovative in a sense or where does it start 
Mm, I think we need to broaden the um, the topic of innovation also to mm. being customer centric, because that's like a core skill companies need today also to be adaptive, because like the market and the customers are defining like where your company stands and like um, if if you can um, also stay in the market. So therefore, um, it's it's everything around being innovative, but also being more customer centric. And that is achieved by like bringing teams together, being able to work cross-functional, being able to work more agile, and also like using every part in the company, um, every employee contributing to bringing in new ideas, being able to evolve them, develop uh, them, and also bring them to the market and I think that's like the core need that um, companies are feeling right now and therefore like like we have so many changes and we need to adapt constantly and in such a fast pace that um, we really feel this this struggle also of growth and um, and and staying up with our game so um, this is I think why a lot of companies are thinking about how can we be more of that like how can we bring out more innovation and like let's also bring them to to topics like what's our culture and how can we um implement that thinking into our culture so it's like this whole topic um is is yeah uh, has is dealing with this this major uh, terms of course yeah Mm. And then, so what is the first thing that get them started to think about it in the first place? Do you think it's a, a somebody from the inside, a manager or a leader, who 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 rings the bell for the problem of being behind if they don't go progressive, or is it rather when they do consultation like you with you and you highlight them and you put the spotlight and tell them actually, guys, you need actually to uh, move to the towards that direction or the other one. Mm. Well, it's different. So mm. if it's like a, a still founder-led company, then of course the founder plays a very important role and like um, he or she is thinking about the future and feeling like that's not the state my company is in and they want to evolve it. And that's the point where they are thinking about those topics and well, also come to us. Um, but also there is um, like, there's the market and like a net promoter score that is like decreasing or like they are losing not only employees, but customers and like all of this big signals that they, they really understand we have pain points here and we want to change something. So it's this influence from the market, I would say that also drive this uh, mm. like companies to, to want to dig deeper into that topic. Do you find it that there is more of a type of organizations or companies that are seeking that change? Let's say, for example, more of startup-like or more of corporate-like or something in between, mid-size, large-size, who are mostly the, the organizations that are seeking that change? I wish there would be that one answer, but there is not. So it's very diverse. Like um, there are mid-sized companies, major um, like um, global companies, but also startups. But I think um, from what I see, um, a lot of very, um, I don't want to say old fashioned, but like matured companies really feeling the pain because they have very stiff structures and they know they can't just change into an agile um, organization. And I think that's way easier for startups because they have um, what they have already implemented by nature is they have a drive, they have a purpose, they have a vision brought in by a founder that is crystal clear and also all those um, interesting new companies that want to change something in society like social be for example is doing it this is bringing like a whole framework um to to a company that makes it also easier to to be a more agile company and this is what um a lot of mid-sized companies are lacking though often when you go back in history there's also a very innovative and very um thriving purpose behind why the like every company is founded somehow has been founded so um i think they are feeling the pain the most and um, we are working with a lot of those clients but 
Um, I think also young startups. I mean, the, the, the time is always changing and keeping up the game and also be visionary when there's everyday work is very hard. And, and so it's um, if you don't keep up on, on like really realizing what, what like levels of your company are and also like fields of action, then um, you are also, um, yeah, not, not how to say there's no danger, but like you need to be very, very careful and, and open minded to really bring your company forward. You're already saying a lot of keywords there that I'm pinning, mentally pinning them, like open-minded, visionary, um, curious, and so on. So very interesting points. They are, I mean, I think they are related to the person or the individual, but also as to an organization as a whole. But for you as um, uh, with, with your job, how do you then help an organization uh, transform towards that new way what would you if you have to call in three or four points or maybe basic sharing your method actually what will that be um yeah of course we can have a look at it so um first of all we try to understand together um with the company like what is uh, like their core pain point at the moment or what do they want to change do they have a vision of a future state they want to achieve. So this can be in terms of a vision itself, but it can also relate to like, how do we want to work together? What future culture do we want to have? Or like what company, how should the company look like in, in like five years from now? And then like finding the why behind it. So really going into there and like, what's the motivation to start changing something and then understanding who we need on board. So um, in most of the time, uh, it's starting with um, the founder or the CEO and like the leadership team where you try to understand like the uh, status quo, but also like visualizing um, um, well, a vision of a future state of those topics I've just described. That can also be like, yeah, we want to work more cross-functional or we want to change um, our organizational um, structure, for example. We want to be an agile organization or like being uh, <laughs> turning to holacracy or whatever. So it can be very different. And then like you go in there trying to find out what's this um, future state should look like. And then you start working on it. And um, it's like a whole process out of workshops where you try to cluster different opinions and really trying to work out what's the direction. And then also bringing it to the team and getting other, um, yeah, um, other people's perspective into that. And then really, um, develop it from there and I think what's different now like from a change management process I think that could be interesting having a look at this also here is there's no like a change management change management process is bringing um, like a company or a team from A to B so you know exactly where B is and you want to reach that state but like um, like um, a transformation nowadays is more like we start somewhere, we have a feeling of where we want to, like where we are heading, but like on the way we can um, iterate and also find out like building prototypes and really find out what is working for our company. And, and this is like the method, like this agile thinking we are bringing into the process. And, um, for today's topic of like how to be more visionary, um, I want to go back a bit and, and talk with you um, about what is like what's the meaning of being visionary in the first case. And like for a person, I think it's having this inner drive and also looking out for challenges and also recognize what's the challenge and you want to solve it. So that's quite entrepreneurial. But you can also like um, see that in organizations, like if, if all of the members of an organization have that same um, 
yeah thinking you know like they they look at where are challenges also inside of the company but also outside for the customers and they want to solve it but they also have a framework to act on those problems and and really make a change and and this is coming back to your question this is always something we try to um, build in the work that we do just to empower a company from the inside out to really change what they want to change but by doing it themselves and finding out um, for themselves what's the best solution so you, you teach them that framework but you help them also in the execution of it you're working with them as an accountability partner to, for the implementation of them yeah that's and i understand that but also uh, it's you said it's a matter it's a way of thinking it's a mindset so it's something mm -hmm. that is specific to let's say the individual but also shared as a culture in the workplace yet mm -hmm. what surprises me what surprises me is that uh, in the recruiting process, and correct me if I'm wrong with that, there's no, no, no such a thing in the qualifications that are needed or looked for in the employees when they're recruiting people that has to do with being innovative and creative. Whether you are a product manager or some sort of operational person, it, it, I don't see in the bullet points there, and I have gone through a lot of different types of uh, jobs where they say, Ability to think outside of the box, open-minded, curious, creative, having a vision and so on. Is that because they expect, not it's not expected from them to be thinking outside of the box? They expect it to uh, execute on uh, whatever problems they have and so create solutions without necessarily thinking further? Or is it because it is expected only from a certain profiles, let's say C-level in those organizations to be innovative and creative. And if that's the case, I know this is multiple questions at the same time. If that's the case, if it's expected only from C-level, why then they would have to outsource that outside? What is the thing that is missing with them to, 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 with the approach and the teaching that you teach them? Could it be taught elsewhere? Is that approach uh, education uh, can be educated academically somewhere or encouraged by the company itself? I know it's a lot of questions in the same time. I can go and pull into each one of them, but I, I get the feeling also that you're doing good mental notes and you're going to pull in each one of them, please. So I try my best to answer all of the questions yeah. and you can like figure out if I missed one. So um, what I was thinking right away, it's um, the answer is it's... Um, a question of structure like what is the structure of a company that's also enhancing if um, the the parts of the company the employees are able to also develop the vision together or also taking part in bringing the company further and i think if if that's like there are different structures out there and also different philosophies and if the company wants to support that, then it should be also implemented in the recruiting process. I just think that it's very hard to gauge mindset or also um, if a person is innovative. But I think what you can measure or also ask is or find out is the behavior part and also um, like how the values might be of this candidate. So I can give you an inside look at um, like how we are doing it at Bergumacher, like we are in a recruiting process um, um, also at this very um, time. So, so we've just recruited one person um, the last days. And what we did in our um, recruiting process is we, we gave different cases, but also like as a team, we were part of these cases and we tried to work together with the candidate. We invested, to be honest, we invested a lot of time but it was very important to us to really understand how a person thinks what the values are and one of our values is um like being like acting agile and also it's hard it's it's in german it's, so it's hard to translate but in in like the basic meaning is um yeah like if you are also an agile thinker and we try to find out um with with exercises etc so um, if I would ask somebody, are you an innovative person? I don't know if I, I get like a valuable answer, but like working together, I really find it out. And we really want this 
um, like candidates that are really pushing it and want to also be part of a company that is building its culture and like the whole company, like with all of the parts and all of the employees. But there are, of course, like hierarchical companies that think or might think that it's up to the CEO or just the leadership team to develop a vision. So it might be that there, it's not so incorporated in the recruiting process. I don't want to judge if this is good or bad at that point, because that was not the question. Um, but um, coming back to my first word, it's um, like it's a question of structure. If, if you try to analyze if a candidate um, is, is thinking outside of the box, etc. Okay. And then, so then you said it's something that is usually on the shoulder of management if it's very hierarchical. Okay. If you don't mind, let's pull on that one then. How mm -hmm. is that skill trained? How is that uh, quality enabled? Are we born with it? Is it like a, a kind of a talent? I personally don't believe necessarily on talents. I believe it's hard work leads to somehow building a talent, creating a talent. Talent to me, in my definition, is... Um, is uh, there is some sort of conditioning that makes, let's say, that young boy or a young girl talented, so to speak, at playing piano. There's some sort mm. of conditioning, unconscious maybe one, maybe could be conscious too. And as adults also, we can condition and train to develop a talent, so to speak, in a certain uh, area. And then we become good at it. And then what the others see is that just that person is good at playing tennis or drawing or painting or some sort of creative work. We don't see that there was a background, a training, a hard work kind of thing behind it that led you to become who you are at it, whether it's in athleticism or in professional office kind of work. So is the creativity and innovation in the management and leadership is also something that can be trained or are we born with it? I have been bouncing back and forth with that question because I also want to know how, if it can be trained, I want to believe it can be trained and can be a process, step-by-step step one. What do you think? I think I, I want to um, take a bit of a different approach. So I would mm -hmm. say what can be trained is like um, your ability to make space um, to being a visionary. And I think what we see is that very like visionary people are very good at like taking that time. Also, um, we can try to find out what what they really do to be visionary, but they are well, they behave in a certain style, so they can always be visionary. And um, so we see that with serial entrepreneurs, how they really um, like how they always find a problem they want to solve. And and um, so I think it's it's really disability and coming back to is it trained in in companies? No, I don't think so. And uh, it's also um, like schools. Can it be trained in, in schools? In schools, what might be trained is like solution based, um, like um, yeah, solution based working. So really building work groups and how you give um, like exercises and stuff. But I think what should be implemented is um, like how um, how the people can make space and, and also find the stimulation, bringing another topic in there to really be visionary. And I think what for organization is important is that they build up like a agile process um, to really come, for example, back to the vision and really iterate on that and having the possibility and the time for that. Because um, there is this everyday work and it will always be too much if, um, uh, if you are like in a high growth company. It's like there's always the customer and the market and stuff. There's always things going on. But what we need to understand is that we need to take time to really think what's beyond that and how, how we are like navigating towards it. And um, this should be trained to the leadership team, how they can facilitate it for themselves to really well bring together the leadership team and like really digging into this um into this vision and and also understand that it's not always the first the first round that is like the perfect one like um i can tell you as an entrepreneur like when i try to write down my first vision 
Um, I was very frustrated. I, I, I read all these fancy visions and, and I was inspired by a lot of entrepreneurs and like um, they were so creative. And I sat down, okay, now I, I want to write down the vision for my company. And it was just like, blah, blah. I don't know. I wasn't very happy with it. But what I didn't see is that probably those other companies, it took them rounds and rounds and iterations to really um to really have it that sharp and also having that inspiring so that's what i learned and then like from years and years like doing it and and really trusting the process behind it maybe this is something you can train um, um i i learned how to really yeah write down a vision and also develop a vision with the team that uh, that is more visionary and also inspiring and the, the, so, and the ingredients of it to be visionary and inspiring are to uh, be future-oriented, perspective-oriented, purpose-oriented, status. That's how, how a vision is articulated. I think like I've, I've looked into this and what I found mm. really described what I am feeling like. Um, being visionary is like having a drive to solve problems and um, also solve problems important for society. And then really like having the stamina to really um, yeah, mm. go after that and really trying to solve that problem. And um, but like, how shall we find those problems around this? As if we just look at our everyday work, you know. So, so yeah. What what is your opinion on that? What do you think are like the elements of being a visionary person? So so unplugging, right? Like that's what you mean. I think by being outside of the office. So for me personally, what works is not to be in front of the computer, right? To mm -hmm. create, to find a solution. And most of my ideas, or my creative solutions, so to speak, came somewhere else, not in the desktop, not in the office, doing something I like, or being in a random place and situation where I'm not activating. I'm not pressing the button of think about a solution, but rather unplugging from it. This sounds counterintuitive, but I will find solutions when I'm uh, in the ocean, when I'm close to the ocean, or in the park, when I'm walking around in the park, or in a conversation with somebody, or when I'm just uh, zoning out, the daydream, and so eyes closed and doing that. It could come when I'm at sauna or come when I'm at the gym, and that's where those ideas come. So that pressure of having to find a solution doesn't work for me. And when I reflected on the topic since the last time we spoke, I completely resonated with creating space. And that's something I can afford or have afforded. Yes, true. And I completely sign into, yes, we need to create more space. But I also wonder and challenge the idea if that's the only way. I mean, there are many ways, obviously. It's not that that's what I know that I meant. But I'm sure people here are listening and saying, okay, well, how do you get time to, to take time off and become uh, innovative and creative and uh, create space for, for vision uh, when you have packed days with work, packed everything uh, with, uh, uh, you don't have time with meetings and so on. So how can we really do that? So from a founder's perspective, <clears throat> from an individual perspective that is already having time, it's valid. But from a, a student perspective, uh, you know, I have worked with some clients one-on-one. -on -one. <clears throat> they came to me and said, I'm not happy at work. I'm not liking what I'm doing. And I want to do something different. They came, uh, approached me for consultant coaching perspective. They have ticked all the boxes of what they should be doing as a young adult, get the car, get the house, get the nice corporate job and title of it. And they put it on LinkedIn and they are also rewarded financially, but they're not happy. Uh, they, something is missing. And they, they have done that, let's say, quite early in life, 25, 26. They have ticked all the boxes. And they want to jump into entrepreneurship because they think entrepreneurship will give them all the freedom they need to be doing whatever they want and be more happy. That's the, at least the image that is the, the branding that we have as entrepreneurs that we have that time. It can be true actually in some ways, but in the same time, you know how busy we can get and sleepless nights and uh, busy weekends because we wear all the hats in the same time. So when they come to me and ask me that question, don't think about an idea. 
and they get stuck. I don't have an idea. Some of them come with me with already an idea, but the other ones, they, they don't know what the idea is. And then we have to go to their core values, talk about what their core values are, what's their need, what's important to them, what topics they are curious about, what curiosity can change and become an interesting thing they want to do. So from curiosity to interest and from interest to passion and from passion to purpose. Maybe they already have passion there and interest there. So it's easy to... Uh, create an overlap of the interest and become passion and then purpose as an entrepreneurial purpose mm. and creates an idea out of that. But that's something I do with them there in the coaching. And my natural curiosity is, is there a school or a method or something that we can package you and I here or that an academic uh, uh, institution can package for people who want to be entrepreneurs in the future? I don't know if there is such a thing. Maybe there is such a thing outside there. So if people want to be entrepreneurs who would not, and it's not only about finances and how to start a business and uh, how to manage a team because this content is existing there, but also about the key things that, you know, lead them to actually get that competitive advantage and get that uh, uh, alignment with their personal purpose and, professional purpose and i think that comes from that vision it comes from that mm -hmm. creativity and i don't know if there's a curriculum for that if mm -hmm. there's not maybe we can create it you and i here at the end of the session we have one two three four five six seven steps for that could be helpful but i'm also curious why isn't it isn't it there already it's mm. overlooked mm. Mm. i think it's coming back again, like um, if it's really possible to train being visionary or making an academy program around it being visionary, if that's possible. I think um, there are not so many people that have looked into the topic, like you said. Mm, mm. I would be more conf confident thinking about how we can support being visionary so i could um, but i have another thought that i want to bring in right now but like we can talk later about like how we can support like trying to come up with some hacks or a structure to really um, support this visionary process either an organization or um, for for um, just an individual um, but i think like um, it's really i want to bring in a metaphor like um also if you are a musician like nobody can train you that you will write a hit like you know like you can compose a hit um you can learn how to play in the piano or the guitar or how to sing um this can be trained but like i think artists that are very um successful or that have brought out like major stuff they are very good in unplugging and then just like coming back to create space to wait for the idea to come and then they they go like on a like they float around they talk to different people they get a lot of inspiration by like um from athletes or like from 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 us economic people etc and then like the spark is coming but i don't think you can push for this spark or really like seeing this one problem that needs to be solved it's more like um being trained to look for those problems and also um, getting away from your everyday work to really be um, sensitive to this to these problems and then and then there comes like the working part and this is like being good at writing it down making it specific and making it actionable that you can test it if there's something you want to follow through and i think this is a lot where we are working. So how can we narrow down a vision? How can we make it more specific? Maybe we visualize it. How can we explain it to the team, etc. Um, but like the original spark um, needs to come from from an individual searching, seeing a problem and where this problem hits can be either 
being on a boat trip in Greece, um, sailing for three years, or in one day being like in Munich at ESA and seeing something. So we don't know. So you don't Maybe. think it can be reverse engineered a little bit? I mean, uh, where I come from here with this reverse engineering, I know like, for example, there was some uh, observations on, let's say, in speed dating. And they mm -hmm. could predict people who were gonna be a match when they were doing a speed dating on their 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 body language and how they were communicating with each other. So the tone of their voice, they were matching in it. Like, so they were pacing each other in the same tone of voice and they were mirroring each other naturally uh, on their body language. And they could predict that these people are gonna be a match and they're gonna uh, date each other. And then that was uh, documented and taught to salespeople to do in a sales setup. So match the tone, validate what the, the, the client is saying to you, repeat exactly maybe the same words, use the same wording and so on. And that was taught then in school afterwards, pacing, leading, matching, mirroring, and then you start acting on it. And I wonder also if it could be reverse engineered in that side. Like, I mean, you're saying a couple of interesting things, like getting exposed, read a lot, uh, be proactive about, uh, and be curious. You, you mentioned those things uh, a couple of times. So uh, I think it could be broken down somehow like that. And maybe a course can create be created about it. And then about the spark thing, um, I have also an example uh, that was done. I can't remember the guy that did it, but there's a famous video. It has millions of views on YouTube. I can share it uh, maybe with you after and uh, the show notes. They they took uh, they took. It's about conditioning. Yeah. So they took two art directors, two famous art directors from London somewhere, famous guys, and they brought them to an office and they told them that there is. Um, an envelope on the table and that envelope has something that they should not look at and keep it that way. And then in the same time, they told them, okay, we have this brand and here's the brief of, we need a campaign, a visual campaign about that brand. It was about animal heavens. So like a company that sells a stuffed animal, something like that. And they have to come up with a creative solution. So they had to draw that in a, in a, a paper and then presented two or three hours later. Uh, they they showed the, the after that the guy came and then they showed what they came up with. And then it was nice, interesting. And then they opened the envelope and they found out that it's the exact same uh, illustration, but they have never seen it, but they came up with the exact same one. And then after they were like, what, how come? Wow, this is impressive. And then after that, they told them, okay, we now we can tell you what we did. So they orchestrated the whole tra trajectory from uh, when they picked them up from the airport all the way to the office uh, with the people who are going to be crossing the, 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 uh, the road, uh, the walk, the walkway there. They were, um, they were stopping in certain areas so they can be exposed to certain images and logos and visuals. Um, they have key points during that whole path that get them exposed to subliminal images messages and all those were actually presented in that image that 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 creativity that they created so it's a conditioning of exposure and then when i think about myself where where why where i get that strength from um, from like having ideas and so on is for my broad exposure i have lived in three this is now the the fourth the, uh, country I'm curious about books, I'm learning a lot, reading a lot, curious about people, and also questioning things. Questioning, is that the only way to do it? So the element of questioning, not to argue, but rather to be curious if there's other ways, is also something I would add into that list of things. Question things, see if there's other ways. to When times, time, afford it, of course. We don't want to reinvent the wheel every time, especially if we don't have time to, to do things. There are people, smart people that created processes and ideas to do it, but like finding a way to question things is could be also an element to add there. So I would say conditioning uh, by broadening your vision, getting exposed to many things as possible from an early stage, early age, let's say somebody from their early 20s wanted to, 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 to become entrepreneurs. So yeah, get exposed to many things as possible. Also er, later on, on, on your churches, keep on being... Uh, 
uh, as a founder, keep on being curious about the world, curious about new things, uh, diversify your um, uh, environment. Yeah, because you learn from other people who have totally different experiences than you. Don't stay in your own circles with your own type of friends all the time. Expose, expose, expose could be also helpful. Um, and creating the space, yes, knowing how to pull the plug and what you do in that when you pull the plug. Not in front of Netflix necessarily, but yeah, going to mountains or going to, to places where you can refresh the engine. What do you think? Mm -hmm. I, I want to relate to that or also add something um, like my first thought was also like, um, well, this conditioning, I mean, you can do it up to a certain point, um, but the example shows that you can only bring up the same that has already been there, but we are searching for something new. So how can we do like the perfect conditioning for something we don't know yet what should be like the result um so i think it's more about creating a routine and i can speak for myself all those um bullet points that you've mentioned that can be seen maybe as hacks maybe we can refine them later a bit but like my personal routine is um when i i have the feeling now i need to really like be visionary again i what i do is i i block some time i it might be different for a lot of people but like for me it's at least a day because then i've pushed away like the everyday work i can't squeeze it into two hours like the basic work of being visionary might just take me two hours but i need this like i need it that there is no meeting afterwards etc so i need really this let's call it space, space and time, but also like from a surrounding. So I love going to the mountains. I mentioned earlier, I want to bring in that passion. Mountains for me, like hiking up a mountain, staying on a hut is, is really this, like you have this um, lookout, you are really like you're um, like all the other things stay below and you can um, like look out to, to the horizon. And um, it really helps me to get clear also to, to calm down and then like creativity flows. And this is what I need to also be visionary. I also, what I also need is like, um, yeah, exchanging thoughts with other people, getting the inspiration from them. So this might also be like a hack or a tip um, is really talk to each to other visionary people and learn from them like they might have a routine and that might be different from mine, for example, but it might spark something in you. And then also like um, this well this is very specific but get external guidance what i mean is there are some formats to to help bringing in the visionary flow and i want to mention one specific that i love and that i do at least yearly is and the, the method of uh, regnosis so you don't do forecasting you don't like look into the future and say what's happening there and you try to um, write it down you do the exact opposite you try to imagine that you've already reached a future state that you are also in like five years from now and then you try to analyze backwards and look backwards what you've did to reach that point and that's very emotional so you can do it as a letter write it down do some brain writing that really brings some creativity in. So there are, of course, like specific exercises you can do that support that. But I think originally you really need to make that space to sit down and do that. And also like being open to this process. Mm, I can relate to uh, the method of um, uh, reverse goal setting. Uh, so the terminology maybe dif differ here, uh, where you step the person into the future self or organization future self, and then do reverse walking backward. What will it be that you? What will you be accomplishing here? And in NLP, where, where I'm trained, uh, we do it with eyes closed, and we get them to think, hear, and feel, see, hear, and feel what you will see during that future pay future mm -hmm. moments and then step back step back step back and it's often yes indeed emotional it's like wow i got it now i know what to do and they lead the way and what's interesting about it is that 
by imagining that you have accomplished it already, you remove all the blockages of will it be possible or not, right? So you, you remove the initial blockage of the anxiety or the fear of what will it be possible to happen or not. A very excellent exercise. And what you said also about calming the mind and broadening the horizon, watching, or looking at the horizon, uh, I came across the information from uh, my favorite neurobiologist, uh, Huberman, from Andrew Huberman. Um, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this guy, but he has extremely, extremely interesting content out there on the internet. He is sharing and he's bringing science to the average, to everyone, without having to be in an lecture in Stanford, because he's in Stanford. And he says that we are more creative, not when we are in a state of alert and focus. So caffeine, no. Being super focused, no. It's when we are laying back, when I'm even, even drowsy a little bit and tired. That's where creativity comes. And that, 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 that focus thing that is from our eyes, you know, when we're focused on something, we can it's a focused state. And when you look to the horizon or you look to the, at the horizon of the ocean or just the sky or a broader landscape, that's where you unfocus with your eyes. And that's also when you become more relaxed. So it has a mm -hmm. connection there with the eye and the vision. And that's where you become more creative. And he's emphasizing on how to become more creative, not to drink coffee. And coffee and caffeine and focused work is more for linear work. Let's say you have mm -hmm. the idea and you want to put... Uh, put it into execution you want to lay, lay, lay out the roadmap for it and the strategy on how to mm -hmm. execute it that's a, a more uh, a, a different uh, process I would say that, that, mm -hmm. that's, that's nice brilliant. that's interesting yeah. Yeah. yeah Huberman I will share the link also on the on the notes of this uh, conversation okay we looked at the topic from different angles is there something else we can add to it I mean what would be then in this case the the breakdown so for, for it like what would be the summary breakdown for it for the listeners if you want to put already some actionable things yeah shall i try to start a list and maybe you can yeah. add it yeah, i think we, we added like quite yeah. a quite a pile uh -huh. um so what i think um, our listeners heard a lot is creating space. So I think we really um, went through that topic and it mm. seems to be important to both of us. So it would mm. be interesting to, to learn if it's also important to other people. Then um, for me, it's this searching for stimulation and also learning from other people. So really um, going through the world with open eyes and talk to you, a lot of different people. Like I love stories of extreme athletes, of musicians. I talk to a very um, interesting researcher in the biotech area this weekend, and it was like, uh, like it was super, super inspiring what is happening there. And that like brings me to be thinking about my, my own organization and stuff. So this helps me a lot. Then I was talking about getting external guidance. I, I think I didn't um, dive deeper into that other than this example of um, the, the regnosis is what I mean with external guidance is like it also helps me to really lean back and being the visionary and somebody else like leading me through the process coming up with ideas that helps me if I get stuck etc so really um, like not having to have to focus on what to do next, but just like, you know, um, trying to get into the flow of ideas and stuff um, is really something that is helping me. And then also, I think that's what I took from you and I want to add um, to this topic as well is ask questions and dig deeper. So we've piled up some questions. I think um, on an organizational level, it's important to ask yourself, like um, what company do organization do we want to be in the future? But also like, where are we heading? And then maybe like, why are we heading there? So adding a purpose to it, but that's so a vision with a visionary framework. I think that's that's very important to to also be able to make that specific because then you can come back and iterate on it. So that's I think I told the story of my frustration 
a process in, in the beginning and the learning that also formulating a vision is also can be an iteration process where you come back and it's work and you need to stick to it and then also operate on it. And well, last but not least, yeah, I, I mentioned it's um, iteration and like thinking it through as an agile process. So um, either for an individual, but also from organization, um, makes space also for this process except that it's a, a, like it's work and it and there needs to be time for it so either like only the leadership team or best um the whole team gets time to do that because it will pay you back um, on the long term that's for sure so just working on little operative stuff won't bring out the the big ideas that will then answer the customer needs and also like um, making you make the leap forward so really trusting the process on that cutting out some time for it it's an investment but it's worth it and and you really want to evolve as a person as an individual or an organization from that point very very good points well summarized and what i would add into this might be more from an individual perspective to summarize also those points there is the pursuing uh, interests i read that book called range and uh, that book was really really interesting because it tells you basically that the more you learn and that goes a little bit similar to the exposure of those artists art directors you know the more you get exposed to different things it, it will come out at some point in a form in one way or another that will benefit your life or other people's life. So pursuing interests and getting curious about and learning from those interests that can turn to passions uh, is what that all that book is about, the range. <laughs> diversifying your exposure, diversifying your experiences will lead to better creativity, better problem solving, more ideas you you might not even know where it came from but it came from something that was stored in your subconscious and it came out in the form of something that you articulated or created with your hands or with your team so pursuing those interests what else i have in mind and um solving problems maybe in other areas that are not work related uh, because i believe firmly believe in how you do anything is how you do everything so if you are innovative and creative at home, you can be innovative and creative at work. So how we do anything, how you do anything is how you do everything. We have, that's that's like a transferable thing. And um, I'd I like to, to also share the thing about, um, you know, the saying from Jim Ron, you're the sum of the five people that you are uh, surrounded by or that you are around. If so if you are exposed to the same same type of people all the time you are the sum of those five people get curious about knowing more people and that goes also to organizations and then in in that case it's called more diversifying the workplace diversity is very important points to bring in talents who are different than the ones you have in your organization maybe meeting the same culture and values of the company but also coming from a very different background uh, with with where you can learn from and you can support as well uh, that will give that uh, global exposure and otherwise we stay in our ways of doing things and our frameworks without giving room or possibilities to develop in other areas yeah yeah no I totally subscribe to that mm. yeah. very good kim any books you would recommend hmm i would recommend a lot of books um just thinking what inspired me lately mm. hmm. no i don't want to go with a book like mm. um i I love being outdoors. I, I told you about my love for the mountains, my passion for the mountains. Mm -hmm. And I, I really like those um, European outdoor film festival um, collaborations, like about extreme athletes doing something that is purely not economical driven by like bringing them to their uh, really um, 
like beyond something that is capable and also like the the movie free solo about yeah. this climber doing like incredible stuff and Intense. he has this this drive and it really inspired me i mean i would never like climb, <laughs> climb up a mountain, mountain. Um, <laughs> like free climbing and he's like doing it on such a perfectional level uh, it's mm. it's super inspiring but the work that's behind it and like really glowing for something like that is is something that brought a lot of spark back to me mm. do you if you don't mind if you have four five or six more minutes to share a little bit about your up, upbringing do you think you were conditioned in a way to become who you are today is there any key milestones or key events in your past that you think made you who you are today that passionate about the mountain this passionate about ideas and founding and supporting organizations hmm. who inspired mm. you who is the model out there so what i can say is that like from the age of 16 i wanted to have my own company founding my own company and i think I was inspired like by my aunt that had been an, an uncle that had an own a company and I saw that they had like a different drive and also like a different meaning in life so to say um, compared to the normal people around us. Also I was living abroad as a kid in Malaysia for three years and I think it broadened my horizon as well and then like um, traveling and looking around and really want to see different um, cultures and seeing that it's not everything is given and then coming back and saying I want to change something that was maybe that that was driving me and then also a motivation point I'm not sure if like how important that was for me but as a kid I, I broke um, both of my legs and I sat in a wheelchair and it it made me uh, well acknowledge that uh, not everybody can walk for example and it made me really appreciate for for the little things and then just coming back and saying i want to do something uh, with my time and not just being employed but just like driving uh, things and and also trying to build up the future together so maybe this those were some of the um the knots that I might combine, like looking back, them uh, that that have formed defining moments. Yeah, my defining moments. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, thank you, Kim, for sharing. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. For okay asking. then, no problem. Okay then. So yeah, I will summarize all this and um, uh, share it with our uh, listeners. And I'm sure we created something with value. If we impact at least one person, then it's a good job for us. But I'm sure we're going to impact a little more than one person uh, with this topic, especially that's quite interesting. I think it will be interesting for many, many people out there. And uh, I would share also where people find you. So what's your website again? Could you spell it to us? Yeah, um, for sure. It's berg-macher.com so it's German words so berg for mountains and macher for makers and the combination of the both um, but maybe we can link it um, and yes. uh, we have a beautiful team that are very inspiring people um, around me as well and um, yeah thank you for putting this up Driss it was a pleasure to talk a with pleasure. you about this topic my pleasure. Do you also offer mentorship if somebody want to reach out to you with a question or two? Or if it's not a mentorship, if somebody reach out to you on LinkedIn and said, okay, I put your link as well? Sure. I would love to, to get in contact and uh, deepen the discussion on that. Super. Thank you so much. And I wish you a really good end of the day. <laughs> you too. Bye. <laughs>
And finally, if you are an athlete or a business professional who's looking for help to advance your career and navigate through whatever challenges that you may be facing to win your game, or if you are a corporate organization who would like to offer their team a workplace well-being workshop, or if you are a sports team who's looking at unlocking their full potential, go to my website, thebodyandmindcoach.com, scroll to the bottom and hit the contact button and reach out. Thank you and enjoy your day.